The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I wanted to get to this. You know, we are just days away from the American election, and that has a lot of folks taking a, a closer look at what the outcome could mean for Canada. What would four more years of a Trump presidency look like? What would a Biden presidency mean for our country? Well, you know that the man and the parties differ when it comes to many policies and and uh, the way they develop relationships. And to talk about it, we welcome back to the show Dr. Lydia Miljohn, who is a political science professor at the University of Windsor. Doctor, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jalen. All right, uh, let's get right to it. So when we look at uh, when we look at this, um, you know, the Trump administration with Canada, with the Prime Minister, has not necessarily been an easy one. I would say there's been there's been words on both sides, and I don't suspect that's going to get much better with another four years of a Trump presidency, unless there unless there was possibly a change in Prime Minister. Uh, again, the the two men, I mean, President Trump, the Prime Minister, handle things very very differently, very different personalities. How would you categorize or how would you sum up the past four years of the relationship uh, between the U.S. and Canada? Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, we often have uneasy relationships with the Americans. It, it hasn't, you know, there's lots of instances where, especially when there's, you know, a Republican in, in the White House and a liberal in, at, uh, in Parliament Hill, mm-hmm. we tend to have tense relationships. This one's just, I think, a bit more unusual just because Donald Trump is just so unpredictable. And he doesn't have particularly good relationships with anybody or any of the mm-hmm. world leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see it was equally tense with the European unions and other allied parties. So I think that, you know, to his credit, Trudeau has done as best as he can. He does try to, um, you know, maintain diplomacy and to maintain the the proper wording and phrasing when dealing with Donald Trump. But there have been obviously a lot of frustrations, notably uh, the fact that we had to negotiate um, free trade. And then even when we did that, they still insisted on imposing different tariffs and duties on Canadian manufacturing, such as aluminum. So there's been obviously a lot of frustrations. but I wouldn't say that we're unique in in that experience with uh, this president. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's. I think that's interesting uh, to to point out. Now, Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Christian Freeland says that either outcome of uh, the election will be quote significant for Canada. Of course, it's going to be. She said, as did the PM today, that the federal government is preparing behind the scenes for the various potential scenarios, and they look forward to working with whomever wins. They're pretty much uh, staying very, very diplomatic, and I think we mm-hmm. saw that from other uh, EU leaders today uh, at the news conference and I'm guessing that is the best uh, MO right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously none of us have a say, unless you're an expat American, in the outcome mm-hmm. of that election. And we all have to live with the result however way it goes. I mean, you certainly wouldn't want to antagonize um, Donald Trump in case he does win. And, and, and likewise, you wouldn't want to have, you know, overly support for one candidate or the other in case the person you support <laughs> is, is on the losing side. So that's, you know, that's just prudent diplomacy going forward. 
Dr. Miljohn, I was I've been reading a number of articles uh, on this. You know, over the past week, I mean, I am guessing right now for political scientists, for people who do the job that you do, right now it's been very busy, but also very fascinating to see comparisons, all of that sort of thing. Just to to, to read it all and 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 mull it over in your own in, in your own heads. Um, do you, I, I read this and I and I've been thinking about this. I think Canadians have this fuzzy notion that we should have or we believe that we have a special relationship with the country that shares our our border. Do we need to check that a little bit? Uh, Yeah, I think we do. I mean, certainly we are extremely reliant on the Americans. I think, you know, it's like 75 to 80 percent of our trade exports go to that one country mm-hmm. so we are very much dependent on on our relationships for the americans it's not quite so it, it, quite as much the case and so it's very much mm-hmm. an asymmetrical relationship we are the weaker partner in this in this scenario and we're often you know dancing with the elephant and so that's that's sort of the, <laughs> the nature of the metaphor is mm-hmm. that we have to be very careful not, again not just with this uh, this president but with any administration about how we deal with with that relationship simply because we are so reliant on the fact that they just have a bigger market, the bigger economy, um, Mm -hmm. and we want to tap into that. Let's talk uh, about uh, the economy. Um, there, are, there are a number of things uh, when it comes to Joe Biden that, that would al- uh, align with, um, you know, different policies that would align with Canada. When it comes to economic policies, that could be a little bit more different, though, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of Canadians are frustrated with the American president, the current Republican administration, and they might align more with the Democrats. But I would caution Canadians not to think that that's going to solve our problems. And in fact, a number of policies for for Biden aren't that different than than Donald Trump. I mean, he certainly also has this Buy American um, mm-hmm. policy stance. Um, and all and probably more significant for your listeners in Alberta, he wants to shut down the oil and gas industry. I mean, that certainly was my takeaway from the debate last week, where he I think at one point he said he wanted zero net emissions by 2025. I think he misspoke. I think he meant 2035. But nonetheless, he he is basically saying, you know, no to oil and gas, which means, you know, the 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 pipeline, the XL pipeline would would probably not happen under a, a Biden administration, and that's obviously problematic for Alberta oil interests and and sort of the Alberta economy. So, you know, to say that we're going to benefit from one administration over another, I would say I don't think so. I think that it's more that we just have a general tense relationship sometimes on trade with the Americans, and it's happened for decades. And again, it's not Mm. particular to this time. You know, we've never resolved our our softwood lumber dispute with them, for example. And even though we've had free trade agreements, Americans routinely impose import duties and different tariffs on our goods, um, claiming unfair trade practices. And even when we win on the world stage, the Americans are uh, reluctant to to play by the rules. So, you know, as much as it's interesting to see a, a potential um, regime shift in the, U- in the U.S., I don't think it's going to overall make that much change in Canada-U.S. relations.
Yeah, interesting stuff. So when it comes to, I mean, there's been a number of other things that we've been, that people have been following, following as well when it comes to China and how. Um, let's start with 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 that one as well. Again, mm-hmm. China and how how how, how uh, a Trump presidency would continue to move forward on that. What a Biden presidency would do moving forward on that, and then how that would align in in any way with with uh, the way that Canada is is handling that. I mean, I think that there's there's some. Um, you know, I think that they both view, I mean, Trump and Biden both view China as um, an adversary, you know, as, mm-hmm. a, as a rival, um, you know, you know, so that's going to be fascinating to watch. Is there a role for Canada to, to, to play in that and in, in trying to maybe make something work moving forward with that country? <laughs> yeah, well, again, it's another one of those situations where we are in an asymmetrical relationship. I mean, we have mm. we've been treated terribly by China, especially yep. when you consider the treatment of Michael Kovrig and Michael yep. Spavor there. You know, it's, it's, it's unconscionable, the, really, that the, they're being tortured, as far as I'm concerned, compared mm-hmm. to how Meng Wanzhou is being treated in, in Vancouver. I, again, th- that, I think... Perhaps it might be better under a Biden administration. I don't know how exactly, but you know, we we essentially did the bidding of Donald Trump in that case, and and our, our citizens have paid the price for that. I don't know if Joe Biden can make things better for us, and I don't know how we can ease the relationships. I don't think China has any respect for for Canada or our leadership, and we can see that we're we're pushed around. So, I guess the the main takeaway I would have comparing you know, which administration comes into power would be more of style over substance. I yeah. think that the American policy is, is at least with respect to China and the United States, is, is pretty stable. Um, and it's just about how they would manage it and how they would finesse it. I, w- I would presume that Biden is, is a little bit more sophisticated in his approach on foreign affairs than uh, Donald Trump. But Donald Trump, you know, to his credit, does get his way often with the, with the, with the tactics that he uses. He doesn't make a lot of friends, but he certainly is able to assert American mm-hmm. power uh, in the way that he sees fit, whether you agree with it or not. One other thing that I wanted to touch on this afternoon was uh, NATO. I mean, we know that that was, uh, you know, Donald, <laughs> you know, Donald Trump, uh, you know, said that, you know, his support uh, for NATO would be contingent on many of its member companies increasing their defense budgets. Who knows what's going to happen? There's there's talk that, you know, that could just, you know, NATO might just disappear uh, under another uh, four years. Biden on NATO is a little bit different. Uh, what do you what do you thoughts on that front yeah you know he is again like he is he is he is his language is i guess what we would expect or at least more consistent with what we've heard in the past um but you know to some extent trump was correct a lot of nato partners aren't pulling their weight and i think that that's what really resonates a lot with his supporters is that Mm -hmm. he's saying things that they felt to be true for a long time so the, the so biden is in a sense I mean, all administrations are kind of, they're not bound by what previous ones did, but they are constrained in some respects because the conversation shifts. And as people accept certain points of view, they, it makes it more difficult to um, go back on, on previous policies. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's the case, if Biden's successful, how, he's been a, how he would be able to um, put America back into NATO and, and perhaps 
um, ease the relationships, but at the same time not lose some of the the inroads that Trump had made with respect to getting the NATO partners to pay their fair share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Lydia, what are you what are you watching as as we move through these next couple of days uh, into uh, November th- November third? Well, one thing I'm not looking at are the polls. I, I was burned yes. last time pretty severely. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll just have to see how voter turnout's uh, going to happen. Um, I I think that there you know it could go either way. Quite frankly, I know that again last mm-hmm. time around this time the polls were saying that you know Clinton would had a nice like 75 percent chance of winning yeah. the electoral college, and clearly that was wrong. So uh, and then similarly, I've heard polls saying the same thing about Biden's win. So I'm I'm I guess looking for the unexpected as well as the expected, and we'll just have to see how Americans choose on on uh, election day. If President Trump um, gets another four years, um, overall, I mean, does that embolden embolden him more? I don't think so. I think it's just going to be more of the same. I mean, he'll yeah. if he is successful, he'll just feel vindicated, and 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 he'll he'll continue the way he's been doing things. Uh, I don't think. I mean, it's just going to be four more years of the same. The the yeah. media obviously have had it out for him. You know, whenever I turn on American news, which I don't very often, I mean, it's just it's just relentless, and so they haven't their tone. Uh, has not changed since election day. It's you know, if you look at CNN, it's just always negative all all the time, and Trump responds the same way. So I just think it would just mm-hmm. be, it's almost like 2020. It's just the same day over and over again. It'll be the same four years over and over again. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rather exhausting and, and interesting from where you where you live as well, fairly close to the American border as well. So you'd probably be watching, uh, or you know, possibly getting a lot more of it. Yeah, I think in normal circumstances, I would just because we just have so much um, cross-border conversations. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, we're, you can see that, I mean, I basically can see the border from my, my, my office window. But since we've been <laughs> in shutdown, um, it does feel like it was stronger. It's not quite so thin because uh, it, the ability to, to go south and to even, or actually it's north for me, but <laughs> the ability to, <laughs> to go north to Detroit um, is has been constrained. So I really haven't had a lot of conversations with Americans. Mm, interesting stuff. Well, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I always appreciate uh, your insight and uh, I guess we'll see what happens next week well it was my pleasure and uh, yeah nice talking to you yeah take care Dr. Lydia Miljohn joining us this afternoon uh, political scientist at the University of Windsor so yeah it's it's if you've spent some time and I know a lot of you have and I know that there's a lot of folks here that uh, that listen to uh, this radio station that who are are, are big Trump supporters that they are really hoping that Trump gets in again I know there's a number of you that are hoping that uh, that uh, Joe Biden uh, gets in it is interesting to spend some time uh, reading um, how each uh, man how each party handle or what their stance is on uh, on different um, on different priorities, you know, when it comes to, as I mentioned, NATO, um, China, um, when it comes to uh, the border, you know, and and and, uh, and climate change. 
obviously. And, of course, we're all going to be watching very closely. We had that conversation with Markham Hislop last week about, um, about uh, Keystone, right? About what, what, what will happen there. Keystone XL. I mean, is there is there the possibility? And it seems that the Trudeau government believes that it might have a chance in swaying a Biden government's um, uh, promise to to cancel those permits. We'll see. We'll see what happens on that front. But that's that would be a you know obviously that gets canceled. That's going to be a huge kick in the butt for for our province.